This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, we got a lot to do inside this edition of the show. Of course, we'll talk about the Knicks at the Garden. Of course, we'll talk about Nets and Clippers. And of course, football. Join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Joe and Harvey. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN, New York. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, what is the good word tonight? Uh, winning. Yeah. Winning. Bing bong. Winning is the good word tonight. That's the good word. Oh, yes. With that voice. Listen, with all due respect to all the announcers at the Garden who do the Nick games, mm-hmm. I want Don LaGreca to continue. Tweet that. He yeah. he has been he's been outstanding. Outstanding. You can't like if if wins is a quarterback stat, yes. I'll see why wins is not an announcer stat too. He, he he cannot do another game. He cannot not do another game. Right. Let's go with game. Don. Let's go with Don. I'm, I Knicks, agree with that. Unlike the Yankees, the Knicks do believe in hot. So yes, that, yes, you got to stay hot, right? Like the Yankees, yes. they would they would automatically break it up if a if an announcer had a winning streak. Good for oh, me. it's not even the question. Not even the question. The Knicks you know have what? to show the, the last thing you want to be do right now is getting compared to the Yankees these days. No, 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 Good no, 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 no. Listen, uh, it's very simple, my friend. Forty five percent from three point range. Don can Don has to stay as the play by play guy for the Knicks. Can't, can't, can't move. They were, they were red hot tonight. They were on fire. It, it, I'll tell you what, it was almost kind of a little bit of a letdown to see Wembyama have such struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I came into the game expecting a Nick win, right? I mean, yes, the Spurs are not really expected to be a good team this year, but you expected mm-hmm. the Knicks to play well, but to see Wembyama do and he did, he had that one spinning play. Yeah. I think it was in the fourth quarter when the mm-hmm. game was already kind of out of reach where you got to see a little bit of it, but he was so out of it early on. Uh, it was almost like uh, when um, Otani pitched against the Yankees. and everybody, yeah. Oh, Otani, Otani. They get shellacked. Now, he didn't yeah. get shellacked tonight, but uh, Spurs kind of did. But the main thing was the Knicks took care of business. That's the way you're supposed to handle playing a team that's not expected to be very good like the Spurs. In your own building, you go out, you take control early, and really never look back. He was a minus 25, Gordon, tonight. Everything's bigger in Texas, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, Gordon, the physical play is going to be something that he's going to have to adjust to. And it's okay. He's only 19. 19. It's okay. Old. It's okay. Now, you know, um, as the, as the, how does that, uh, um, I can't think of the song, but mm-hmm. so I won't try to do it because it'll mess up the point I'm trying to make, but I'll just say this, Gordon. Way back when Lou Alcindor came in the league, mm-hmm. before he was Kareem, uh, that's what gave him the most trouble were centers like Willis Reed, the late Willis Reed, the late Wes Unseld, a physical centers bangers, who were sh- right? bangers, shorter, but were able to move him off his spot. And mm-hmm. obviously, Will Chamberlain gave him fits <laughs> you know, because of his physical nature and closer to his size. And that physical play is something when you're young and your body hasn't, you know, developed yet. He's only 19. Uh, they can move you around. I mean, Mitchell Robinson was moving them around like he was a chess piece. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about that from a couple of years ago, right? With Mitchell yeah. Robinson, who was, was a, a chess piece. A, right. Was he being was moved around. <laughs> exactly. He was a walking foul, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But so that, uh, look, you got to see little glimpses of it here and there. And, and yes. look, he's 19, so we'll get many more chances to see him over the years. But he's going to um, be good. Yeah, he's, he's going to be, be good. good. It, the, the thing you concern yourself with is the body and can that mm-hmm. body hold up and what does the body look like when he puts on a little weight and a little muscle. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of the physical tools, man, he's the real oh, deal. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. So the Knicks get a nice win. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, Gordon, did you notice that Joe Leo is smiling from ear to ear? I did, did not. No. Oh, because he – the Clippers came into the Barclays today. Uh-huh. The system? Uh, yeah, the system. Yeah. The system, 12 points in 36 minutes, four that's of so nine system. shooting. Mm-hmm. It did. That, that's, that's, that's playoff-like hard. It did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Clippers lost to the Nets. Nice. Who are four and four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of holding their own, right? That's yes, what you kind of want to see out of the, the, the start of the season. You don't want to fall Absolutely. behind too much. Right. Exactly. You hope things kind of stabilize and, and you start to see some growth from the, you know, the Cam Thomases of the world mm-hmm. and the uh, Kale Bridges of the world. So, yep. um, yeah, good, nice win. Got to get those Absolutely. wins at home. Absolutely. We normally do our rundown of the stories we're going to do. We'll do that at the top of the hour because we have company coming, Gordon. Rich mm-hmm. Samini will join us next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So it's ESPN New York tonight, Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer until midnight. That was Robert Silent, his weekly spot on the Michael K show with Michael K asking him the question about the quarterback situation. Let's bring in our guy, Rich Samini, does a fantastic job covering the Jets for ESPN.com and very informative interviews on the flight deck, the podcast that you can hear on the ESPN New York uh, 98.7 app. Rich, hard to stay in Damer. How are you, my friend? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing good. A lot of jet talk. A lot of jet talk. <laughs> Rich, when you heard that, What's the first thing that went through your mind? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm guilty as anyone with some conspiracy theory. You know, he was asked about that today, Salah, I mean, about um, certainly it fuels uh, speculation that perhaps someone above him is telling him to uh, keep playing Zach Wilson. Uh, I think that's a fair question. He was asked that question today, and he said, no, there's no conspiracy theory going on. Um, it, it was a really weird answer after he gave really thoughtful, insightful answers on Monday, or rather Tuesday, and then again uh, today. And for some reason, when Michael asked him that question, he just kind of, you know, copped out. And, you know, when you cop out on, on a question involving your quarterback like that, it's going to fan the flames. And, uh, I mean, would it shock me if someone above him was telling him to keep going with Zach Wilson? No, it would not. Uh, 
I think we're getting close to the point where if Zach Wilson has another clunker against the Raiders, I, I think we could see another quarterback in there the following week. Rich, you've been doing this a long time. You have to have developed a very healthy BS detector. Do you believe Robert Sala today when he says that he's not getting demands from the front office to keep playing Zach? Uh, you know, I know Woody Johnson is a very, very involved owner, perhaps more so than people think. Uh, I know that for a fact. I mean, the smallest things that come up with the, in the media or around the team, uh, he is not opposed to calling people into his office to, to try to get to the bottom of stuff. So it, it would not surprise me at all. And then you have a general manager who drafted Zach Wilson, second overall. Certainly he's got a lot of, of his reputation on the line there as well. So, no, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me um, at all, uh, Gordon, just – knowing how this organization operates. I mean, ultimately, it should be the head coach's call. I mean, he contractually is supposed to have control of who plays and who doesn't. But uh, we know that there's a lot of politics that go on in the NFL when it comes to this sort of thing. And, um, you know, I think I think Woody Johnson was involved in the firing of Mike LaFleur. I think Robert Sala preferred to keep Mike LaFleur after last season, but I think Woody stepped in and said, no, we're not having this guy back. So, uh, so no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Rich, what are the Jets uh, – there's so many things. Let's go receiver. What are the Jets going to do to try to find somebody that can hold on to the football other than Gary Wilson? And even Gary Wilson had a problem with yeah. that the other yeah, night. Fumble. I mean, with the fumble. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very unlike him. He's, he's not a – he's a short-handed guy usually. I think he was just pressing and trying to make a play. And uh, you're right, Larry. I mean, they've got a bunch of drop passes. I think Alan Lazard, uh, I was just looking it up before you called. I think he's got the fourth highest drop percentage in the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's just something. It's, it's extra time on the judge machine at practice. I think it's guys are just pressing. These, this offense is so bad, and they're just so ineffective that I think people are trying to go out outside the realm of their job responsibility and trying to – do things they're not supposed to, and they're just forgetting about the fundamentals, like catching the football, um, lining up in the right formation. I mean, how many penalty, how many pre-snap penalties were there the other night where guys were misaligned? That's just mental stuff and focus, and it's and it's alarming when it comes in bunches. But yeah, I mean, they have no chance. I mean, this offense has enough trouble scoring when things go right. When things go wrong like that, they have no chance. Rich, I wrote down numbers for Monday night. I had to actually go back and, and make sure that I had them right. What is the reasoning between having Zach Wilson in a game that I know it ended at 27-6, to but it was a game that the Jets were in even though they weren't scoring, having Zach Wilson throw the ball 49 times and having Brees Hall rush 16 times? Can, did, has anybody addressed that or, or, or the balance in this offense? Well, it's certainly a question I'm going to ask Nathaniel Hackett tomorrow. I mean, and first, and even more so in the first half, I think it was a two-to-one margin, a pass-to-run ratio in the first half when it was still a ball game. And, uh, yeah, it's a valid question. I, I don't understand it. I mean, I think Troy Aikman brought it up a few times, you know, throughout the telecast on Monday night, just wondering out loud, why, why are you throwing so much? And the other point, I mean, obviously you're having trouble protecting your quarterback in the game. Right. He, he can't, he, he, you know, the offensive line is, is banged up there. 
They're reshuffled. They're struggling with the edge rushers. Your quarterback can't read a blitz. He doesn't know where the pressure's coming from, and you're sending him to you're dropping him back that much. It didn't make sense. And not only are you dropping him back, but you're not giving him a lot of extra protection. It was a five-man protection on most of the plays. They had a seven-man protection on one of the sacks in the red zone. But other than that, they weren't giving any help to Billy Turner, you know, who was getting spun around like a turnstile for the game. He gave up four sacks. And so, you know, constantly, I mean, it's like the old, I heard Parcell say this once, and I've used this line before, how many times do you have to get hit in the face with a skunk before you realize it stinks? You know, so I, I don't I don't know why they kept dropping back and not giving the ball instead of giving the ball to Brees Hall. Well, Ritz, that's a perfect segue. Ritz Amini is our guest in his weekly spot here on ESPN New York tonight. Larry Harstein, Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, the offensive line, here we go again, Ritz. Now, Billy Turner hurt his hand, I guess, in trying to get in the way of um... – <laughs> Bosa and Mac on, yeah. on, on Bosa on, was running by him <laughs> tried to reach out and grab him yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even hold yeah. him he was by yeah. him so fast uh, yeah. Yeah. what is this offensive line going to look like because uh, I think I heard Max Crosby celebrating already yeah Max Crosby's a great player and he never comes off the field you know yeah, it's not know. like it's not like the Jets defensive line rotation. I mean, he plays 90% of the snaps, I think. Uh, yeah, so I think what they'll do this week is they'll move Max Mitchell back to right tackle. You know, he played right guard for the first time in his life uh, on uh, on Monday night, and now he's going to probably go back to right tackle. I do not expect Billy Turner to play this week. And uh, at right guard, I think they will either play Chris Glazer uh, or uh, Xavier Newman-Johnson. They'd have to bring him up from the practice squad. Uh, my, my guess is either one of those two guys. They really don't have a lot of other options, so I think it'll be one of those two guys at guard, and that'll be the sixth different offensive line combination for them this, for this year. Rich, I know re- earlier in the year, I, I don't remember who was at the Cowboys or the Patriots games, that you had reported that the, the tension was starting to mount in the locker room. If the Jets were to go and lose the Raiders this week, do you think that you would start to see that tension start to rise again? Yeah, that was me reporting it back yeah, then. Yeah, no, I, know, uh, I remembered it was you. I, wasn't remember, yeah, I didn't remember yeah. what game it was. Yeah, I, it was after the Patriot game. Okay. So, of course, everyone denied that, but I know for a fact that, you know, there were a lot of grumbling on the defensive guys. You recall that Patriot game was just a miserable offensive affair, and they dropped to one of one of, one and three, and, and Zach Wilson did not play well in that game. But, uh, yeah, it's a valid question. I mean, you could just you could just feel Monday night in the locker room. I think Garrett Wilson was – was doing doing his best to bite his tongue. Uh, even even so, he let out some frustration. I mean, point. I mean, he is a member of the offense. I, I think he was basically saying, blaming themselves. You know, we got to be better, and this is inexcusable. And he was asked about the play calling, and he, and he gave kind of a long pause before he said, "I don't know. I'd like to think it's not the play calling." And Brees Hall saying, um, you know, we got to grow up. Some guys got to grow up on offense and just do their job. Now, that was offensive guys pointing the finger at themselves, which is okay. Um, if it's defensive guys, and I didn't get a sense of that on Monday night, of course, there were very few players in the locker room. And this week, there haven't been many players in the locker room. But it's certainly, if they go out and have another offensive clunker and the defense plays lights out, I think it's a perfectly, I mean, then, then you're talking about, yeah, that could be a possibility, and I think Robert Sala knows that, 
and that's why he's going to have to have his finger on the pulse of the team and possibly make a quarterback change because I can't imagine he goes back to Zach Wilson if, if the results are the same as Monday night. But the dilemma for him, Rich, is if he goes away from Zach Wilson, he, he can't go back to him. And so that's that's a kind of an interesting you spot that puts him You can always go back. In. Larry, this, this, is, this is the Jets. They play musical quarterbacks all the time. You can always go, you know. Uh, last year, we you, know, you just never know. I mean, they, they went to Mike White. And Mike White looked like he had a little thing going, a little spark. We saw the Mike White T-shirts. And then all of a sudden, he gets blasted in the ribs by Matt Milano. And it's, suddenly, it's back to Zach Wilson again for a couple of starts. And then he gets yanked again. So uh, you could never say never. I do think, though, that if they bench Wilson um, again, and this would be benching him like as he's the backup, you know, starting. He's a replacement quarterback. I mean, then it's just... Uh, you know, it's almost like uh, get the obit ready on his New York career. I, I don't see how he would be back next year, but you can never say never that. Mm. Uh, I mean, look, Trevor Simeon has not won a start since 2017. Um, he did play well in relief, um, you know, with the Saints, had a couple of moments, but he is um, he is not a mobile quarterback, and uh, that's the concern behind this offensive line. At least Zach Wilson can get away from the pass rush. At times, uh, Simeon will not. When Simeon was the starter in Denver, he got he took a lot of hits, <laughs> a lot of hits, and so that's the risk you run. Um, so it's at that point, it's like the lesser of two evils. What do you want in there? So uh, it, it'll be a really tough decision for Robert Sala if uh, if they if this offense continues to go south. But it gets to a point where you just have to do something. And for the sake of team unity and keeping the defense on board, you just might have to do it. Last one, real quick, Rich. Does the fact that he made the switch with White a couple of times last season and, you know, with the T-shirts especially, does that cause him to wait an extra beat before he makes that move on Zach Wilson if he has to? Uh, Yeah, that's a really good question. The one thing I will say about Zach that's different this year, I do think he's more mature. Um, last year, I don't think he handled it well, and especially in that press conference, of course, in Foxborough. Uh, I do sense a more mature Zach Wilson. Uh, I think his uh, relationships with, with teammates are better than they were last year, just from talking to some players over the last few days and really over the last few weeks. Um, it's, it's not like it was last year. And the other factor, which is an interesting dynamic in all this, is Aaron Rodgers. And even though he only shows up one one to two days a week, he pops in on the weekend for the game and then flies back to California, I think everyone in the locker room knows how much he cares for Zach Wilson and how much he believes in Zach Wilson. So I think having Aaron Rodgers as an ally has helped Zach's standing in the locker room, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, so maybe you don't see the mutiny that you had last year, but Ultimately, it's a production business, and mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is going to have to produce. And he even, just talking to Zach Wilson today, you could just feel the sense of urgency from him. You know, he said, you know, we've got to score. You know, it's, it's, it's time. We've got to do something on offense. The defense is playing lights out. So I, I sense the sense of urgency in his voice that I hadn't sensed before. Wow. Ritzamini, thanks for a couple of minutes as always. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Hopefully you get to write about some touchdowns for the Jets. 
what, 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 what's that? What, what's the <laughs> touchdown? You know, so eight, eight and eight games. That, that ain't a lot. <laughs> no, it's not. It is not. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Rich. Travel safe. All right, guys. Have a good thanks, one. Rich. Thanks.